welcome to today's episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. Hope to increase your financial IQ with today's episode, which is a test. I'm sure you must be excited that I'm going to offer up a test. It's a five-question simple test on Social Security. So we're going to go through these questions. Uh, They're multiple choice. Please know in the show notes will be a link to our YouTube channel so that you could follow along with the test seeing the screen. Now, for those of you that opt not to do that, uh, hopefully as your host, I'll explain things and lay it out in a way that you could follow along quite easily, even without seeing the presentation, the test that accompanies this discussion. You could also go to our website, ElliotWealth.com go into the podcast section and there'll be a direct link to the YouTube channel so you could do it that way also. But let's get into Social Security, a test. The first question is, are Social Security benefits taxable? Uh, A, never. B, always. C, if you earn over certain limits. D, depends on the state you live in, or E, both C and D. C, again, is if you earn over certain limits, and D, again, is depends on the state you live in. The answer is Social Security benefits are taxable uh, for both C and D. If you earn over certain limits, that could impact the taxability of your Social Security. And if you live in certain states, you may be subject to income taxes on your Social Security. Now, this is way more complex than it probably should be if you were decide the uh, designing a retirement income system. Uh, every state has their own rules. Some are easy where there's no taxes due. That's pretty straightforward. Other states, some of it may be taxable. None of it may be taxable. Above certain income, it's taxable. Again, a bit complex. We work with our clients, as do most tax professionals, uh, to kind of plan through this sort of thing. So hopefully you got the first question right and you're on your way to a score of 100. Question number two, if your spouse passes away, you are entitled to A, your own Social Security benefit, B, survivor benefit, C, the higher of A or B, or D, a combo of A and B? And the answer is C. Uh, You get the higher of the two, the best of the two. You get either your Social Security or your uh, deceased spouse's Social Security, whichever is better. Now, there are uh, there is some depth to this topic, and we're not going to get into the weeds on this, but uh, know that there are numerous planning opportunities around this. I'm currently working with a longtime client. She's been a client for over uh, 10 years now, and she is uh, very close to retiring. It'll be in the next couple of months, in less than that, really. And uh, we're working on the plan for retirement, uh, putting the final touches on Uh, what we're going to do with our nest egg, what we're going to do to generate income. And part of that is Social Security. So her husband tragically passed away a number of years ago. And what we're going to end up doing is 
in the early going, she's going to take her husband's Social Security, which is actually a little less. But then her Social Security kind of remains in the background, if you will, and it will continue to accrue higher benefits. So she'll get more income later by waiting. So she's going to get her cake and eat it too. She'll take some Social Security income using her husband's, her deceased husband's, and then at a later date, we're going to switch over. And that's part of the planning process. I would not take this as advice as to what you ought to do, just to show and demonstrate that there are some planning opportunities around this subject, including if, unfortunately, you're dealing with a spouse who has passed away. But in short, you get the better, the better of the two, either your own Social Security or your spouse's Social Security, whichever is better. Question number three, taking your Social Security benefits early permanently reduces your check by, how much does your Social Security benefit go down if you take it early? And I'm defining early as 62, which is the earliest you could generally take Social Security benefits. A, 5%, B, 10%, C, 20%, or D, 30%. And the answer is 30%. Taking Social Security benefits early at age 62 permanently reduces your check by 30%. Now, I want to emphasize, as I did a moment ago, I'm not giving individual advice here. You ought to do your homework, work with a professional, hopefully me, certified financial planner, and my team to help you make a good decision. The point I want to emphasize, though, is taking Social Security early, even though your benefit is trimmed back, it's reduced by 30%, it's not necessarily a bad planning decision to take Social Security early. In fact, in many, many instances, it does make sense within the construct of an overall financial plan, not an automatically good or bad decision to take it early. So please take that advice to heart. The next question, it's the opposite of the previous question. Number four, waiting to take benefits until age 70 will increase them by A, 8%, B, 16%, C, 24%, or D, 32%. So if you wait until maximum retirement age of 70, how much does your benefit go up by? 8%, 16%, 24%, or 32%? The answer is C, 24%. What a terrific enticement to wait until age 70 to get the maximum Social Security benefit you're entitled to, you'll get 24% more than if you took it at normal retirement age, which for most Americans is around 67 years old. As I said in the previous question, waiting to take Social Security until age 70 is not necessarily the best planning decision. In all of these instances, there are numerous variables to take into account. Some of them can be mathematically arrived at, but many of them revolve around your own personal choice, your circumstances, your other assets, your family structure. The list goes on and on, lots and lots of variables. We work here at Elliott Wealth Management with our clients very closely to help them sort through these options so that they could 
hopefully make a very good decision, even an optimal decision as to when to take Social Security and how to structure their assets and income in retirement, including a lot of work to see that they can be successful in retirement, generate income throughout their retirement, even if and hopefully if they live to a ripe old age well beyond uh, their normal mature, uh, mortality age, which is somewhere around 85 years old. The last question, number five, social security benefits are primarily funded by A, 7.65% payroll tax, B, the social security trust fund, C, the employer, or D, 6.2% payroll tax on employees and employers up to the social security wage base. I think there's a little bit of a test taking hack uh, where if you have a question that seems more detailed, uh, that might be the right one. If you're using that, uh, you would have picked D, which is the right answer. Social security is funded by a 6.2% payroll tax on employees that's matched by employers. You put in 6.2% of your pay, your employer puts in 6.2% on top of that. That is how Social Security is funded. Now, the numbers change above a certain wage threshold. In 2023, that threshold is $160,200. If you make more than that, you're going to put in less into Social Security, as will your employer if on monies that are earned above the 160000 Now, the reason for this is if you make more than $160,000, uh, you are not going to accrue any more Social Security benefits. And because Social Security is not a welfare system, technically, we could debate whether that's actually true or not, um, once you maximize your uh, benefits, they're going to uh, ask you to put less into or mandate you put less into the system. So that's the reason for this mechanism of the wage base. So Social Security, in summary, is funded by both employer and employee contributions. So that is the five question test. Hopefully you got a pretty good score. I talked about the planning we do for our clients, existing ones as well as new ones. Uh, if you are approaching retirement age and you're approaching the time when you're thinking about retiring, whether that's to stop working completely or perhaps glide path into retirement with an interim step where you work maybe part-time or volunteer, work less hours, make less money, please, please reach out to us. We would love to work hand in hand with you to plan this out, to increase the chances that you are successful in retirement. We have, and I take a lot of pride in this, a lot of expertise and experience in this retirement planning element. Uh, you could reach out to us, call us, email us, Go to the website, elliotwealth.com. There you could sign up for a complimentary consultation where we could discuss how we can help you plan this all out in a very, very comprehensive way. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. I will be back with you on the next episode very soon. Have a great day. 
The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through SagePoint Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial.